Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Blow, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Samantha Sibley on with us. Samantha, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. I haven't seen you in so long. This is so sick. You're on the Salt Life team now. I know. I'm so excited. We're on the same team. Um, I don't think I've seen you since I was a little kid, so this is epic. I know. It's so classic. What have you been up to? Um, So I've been in Indonesia the past eight months, spent most of my year there, um, then came home, did a couple competitions. I did the Supergirl Pro in Jacksonville. Um, and now I'm on the North Shore of Oahu. So I'm living it up in Hawaii and surfing and living the good life. Good times. <laughs> nice. I love to hear it. Give us a little uh, overview on yourself, where you're from originally, and um, just a little bit about yourself for the people listening in. Yeah. So I've um, lived in San Clemente almost my whole life. Originally, I am from Wailua, just here in Hawaii. Um, and I moved over to San Clemente when I was around six years old. And I've lived there since. Um, it's my home. I surf lowers, grew up surfing T Street lowers. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. And that's kind of how I got into surfing is just being surrounded by the water, you know, my whole life. My parents, you know, love the beach and they would just drop me off there as a kid. And they're like, get out there. And San Clemente is a perfect place to learn and get good at surfing. So it's such an ep- epicenter for surfing, right? Like, Southern California is so amazing, especially the North Shore too. Like the two main spots I feel like surfing has just evolved so greatly in the last like even like 15, 20 years. It's just like going all up and up and up. It's just like never ending. It's crazy. So it's such a good place to grow up, San Clemente. Yeah, so good. I mean, there's such a good variety of waves there and it's usually breaking almost every day and summertime trestles is firing and I would say those are some of the best point breaks in California. So I'm so lucky to be from there. And it's an epic place to grow up and learn to surf. And the culture there is awesome. So yeah, I'm blessed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How long are you in Hawaii for? Um, I'm in Hawaii till I would I want to say February. Yeah, here till February. Nice. Yeah. So you're spending a good good amount of time there. Yeah, I'll be in Hawaii for about two months. So I'm hoping to surf some good waves. I want to get a wave out at Pipe and just push myself in that bigger stuff and, you know, step outside my comfort zone. That's the goal while I'm here and just get fit for the year. And yeah, I love it here. It's paradise on earth. And I mean, you just walk outside and it's just the most vibrant colors and beautiful waves. It's always firing. Um, Coming from California too, like these surfing over reef, is incredible and i i just enjoy the power here of the the ocean it's incredible <laughs> yeah it's so good it's it's such a fun place and it's the culture there and everybody around you is so much fun to hang out with i love hawaii i miss it but i'll be there in march actually for for uh, a buddy's wedding which i'm super stoked for but i'm so jealous of you getting to spend some months there that's the best ever yeah, yeah. I try to come out here every winter for a few months. Like last winter, I was here four months um, just surfing and pushing myself. So yeah, I love coming out here, seeing all my friends. It's kind of like the meeting place of the year. Like everybody 
um, in the surfing world kind of comes to Hawaii during the winter time. So um, it's just cool being out here and being a part of the scene and seeing everybody that you may not have seen in a year or so, especially me being gone for so long in Indonesia. It's just been great to catch up with all those friends and surf together. So it's cool. Have you been doing any recent events? Yeah. So I just did the Supergirl Pro QS 3000 in Jacksonville. Um, Salt Life was actually sponsoring that event. It was super fun. Um, we got together and hung out with the Salt Life crew. Super, super cool. Um, and then I did the Cold Water Classic up in Santa Cruz uh, at the iconic Steamer Lane. That was epic. Um, I have some friends that live up in Santa Cruz, so it's so good to see them. And I love surfing the lane. That wave is incredible. And I like the cold water, you know, it's just so raw and it's awesome. So I, I always enjoy going up north and um, surfing up there and cruising. And there's so many waves besides the lane up there and not many crowds. And yeah, it's epic. I love it. So I've been having fun doing the last two events. That was that was pretty awesome. Any contests coming up? Yeah. So we're actually taking a little break with the QS right now. There's just a gap in the schedule. So I think the next contest is um, the Jack's Pro in Huntington Beach. I think that's around April. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, uh, HB is like a local spot to me. I grew up surfing there and uh, I, I must have surfed countless events there growing up from the NSSA to the Prime to the WSA nationals. Um, it's kind of an iconic spot, HB. So I'm excited to get back there. Such a special place too, because it's close to home. Yeah. I can sleep in my own bed and hang out with my dog, drive up, surf a heat, hang out with the family. So that's always nice, you know, being close to home and competing, having all those comforts of home. So nearby is epic. Definitely an advantage. <laughs> So eight months in Indo, how amazing was that experience? Oh, incredible, life-changing. Yeah, eight months in Indo, that definitely was the year of my life. Um, and it was kind of a last-minute decision that I made to head out there. Um, you know, uh, I just saw like some time that I could, you know, work on my surfing, um, I wasn't on the Challenger series for that year. So I was like, I'm going to make the most out of this time and I'm just going to get really good and surf as much as possible. Um, and living out there is just, it was so good for my personal growth too, because I went out there alone. So I just met so many amazing people and surfed incredible waves. Um, yeah, I've never surfed so much in my whole life. Uh, you know, I was spending at least six to eight hours a day in the water every day. Um, so I feel like my surfing improved so much. And just like the people that I got to meet being there alone, um, it kind of forced me to come out of my shell. So it was, it was yeah, life-changing for me to go out there and spend that time. When you first got there, where did you start your adventure? Did you travel around a lot in Indo and go to like the Mentalize and stuff and travel around obviously, or did you just stay in Bali area? So I was actually barely in Bali. I spent most of my time um, in northern Sumatra. So I was up in the Aceh province in this little island, Simulu. 
Um, not many people have heard of it actually, uh, but that's kind of what drew me there. Um, just it's perfect uncrowded waves and, um, you know, the place I was staying at was so beautiful. It's just such an incredible, raw, untouched island. And I spent most of my time there. So I was about, I was probably in Similu for about five months. Um, that place is incredible. Uh, it's definitely my favorite place in the world now. I'm so lucky that I, you know, just decided to go there. It was kind of just so random. Like um, I had some friends heading there in May and they're like, hey, um, do you want to meet us there? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll head out there and ended up staying another few months and meeting some of the my closest friends out there. So yeah, that was incredible. Um, and then I headed over to the Mentawise and I was in the Mentawise for about three months, um, just up in that playgrounds area by Kandui and um, had a blast out there. That was epic. Surfing, that that little mentalized stint of three months, I've never surfed so much in my life. Um, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, and besides that, just headed to Bali for maybe a week or two um, just to check in and get back into civilization because, you know, Bali is like nice restaurants and hotels and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it was good to get out of the jungle just for a little bit, you know, um, just to head to Bali and see my friends. Uh, but yeah, I didn't spend that much time there. Most of my time was spent in Similu and the Mentawise. So yeah, I was super lucky. <laughs> I feel like Bali is such a destination for everybody to go to, obviously, like Uluwatu's and Karamas and all those amazing spots are there. But when you're outside of that bubble and you go to the Ments or go on a boat trip or do what you did and like stay at Kandui area or different areas like you really get to truly experience the different cultures of indonesia and the lifestyles and meet such good people and just that's where the hospitality of indonesia is right like and the waves are so good like it's so fun to experience that um and just be away from people for once in your life like it's so packed where we live so to be able to go do that and just spend time with your friends and get closer with people and experience that surfing culture and like a different type of surfing in a way because you're not with a bunch of people like it's the best thing in the world yeah it's incredible um yeah like you said it's so crowded where we're from um you know san clemente is you're surfing with you know 50 60 people in the water and there i was having a lot of solo sessions um where i can just really take time to reflect and it was totally new to me, you know, that kind of surfing and vibe in general. Um, and the Indonesian culture is just so beautiful. And I met so many incredible people that I wouldn't have met if I just stayed in Bali. And um, But yeah, it was such a good experience. So Samantha, you put out an amazing, amazing surf edit. How the heck did you get that many clips? I know you were there for eight months, but... Did you have a filmer there or did you just kind of meet people and then you just started filming or how did that go down? So I actually didn't get filmed. I only got filmed for about three months of my whole stay there. So all those clips were just from the Mentwise and um, one month in Similu. Um, so the majority of the time I wasn't getting filmed and all of those clips were just from friends that I had met and um, they're like, hey, I got some clips of you in the water. Uh, what's your email? I'll send them over to you. And I was like, oh, no way. So 
I was sitting in Bali about to board my flight back at home. And I had like three days where I was just doing nothing. The waves were bad. And it's like, hey, I have all these awesome A clips, you know, like, why don't I make a little edit? And I've always loved editing and, um, you know, that kind of like artistic side to things. So um, I just took the time to, yeah, put all those clips together. And, you know, it was kind of, I made that video as like a celebration of my trip so I could look back on it. It was kind of just like a conglomeration of all those good memories that I had made. And um, yeah, I kind of just made it for myself just to look back and see like what I had accomplished and um, the good times that I had. And it ended up like being really sick. So I was I was stoked and um, a couple of my friends like sent it out to a few of the platforms like Surfline and Stab and all that. And they ended up picking that up, which that was crazy to me because I was, you know, not expecting that at all. It's just making it for myself for fun. And um, yeah, it was, that was pretty cool that um, I was able to make that. And thank you to all my filmer friends that gave me those clips. You guys are awesome. <laughs> That's so sick to think that you went over there with no expectations of filming. Like you literally went over there just to go experience like being alone and like learning how to just live. You know what I mean? And like experience different people's cultures and like meet new people. And then that's always when you get clips, though. I feel like you go on a trip without a filmer and then somebody's like, oh, look at this sick tube you got, dude. Like, let, let me send you this. You're like, what the heck? That's so like, cool. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I went over there with zero expectations and um, I was okay with not getting filmed. And there's not even like a Surfline cam rewind that you can go back and look at. So it was definitely a surprise to get all those clips. And I was super grateful and stoked that I could, you know, make a little video out of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, exactly like what you said, when you go with no expectations is when things, you know, happen and uh, you ended up getting the shot. So <laughs> it was awesome. So rad. What was the most memorable swell you've had or had over there or like the your most favorite surf spot over there? Definitely Kandui. Uh, we had about a four day swell at Kandui and it was, you know, perfect, like four to six foot, just epic barrels, like reeling down the point. Like, oh, uh, it was gorgeous and I just remember like putting in eight hour days so I was just surfing eight hours every single day and by the last day of the swell everyone in the mentalized was so coached that it was just me and um I think like four other guys out so it was it was crazy like I by that fourth day I was like oh I'm so tired but there's no one out still firing still big I gotta get out there just you know, push past the soreness and the sunburn. Um, but yeah, that was definitely the most memorable swell. And I think after that swell, I didn't surf for, I think, a couple of days because I was so cooked. Like I never surfed so much in my life. Um, but yeah, that wave, Kandui is incredible. Just, I would say definitely the longest barrels I've ever gotten in my life. And I just remember thinking like in every wave I was in, like, no way I'm making out of this. Like, it's just stretching down the reef. Like, I don't see like how I can get out. Like, and then all of a sudden it just shoves you out and you're like, whoa, that's like, that was like another universe that I was just, <laughs> you know, like that, 
that barrel was so long. Like I couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah, that those days at Kanduli will be burned in my mind forever. Yeah, it was incredible. Going from last year, let's just call it last year, or the year before, um, in Hawaii, spending that time in Hawaii, and then going to Indo for that long. What do you think as a mindset? How much do you think your surfing has progressed being on those reefs and such good waves for that amount of time? Yeah, I think my surfing is night and day since um, spending time in Hawaii and Indo. Um, just surfing waves of consequence and uh, you're getting so fit and so strong. Uh, learning, you know, how to read the ocean when the ocean is, you know, uncontrollable and trying to attempt to control it. That's kind of like the theme of this year is just been surfing in really big, powerful waves. And I think my surfing really suits that. So um, I really was thriving out in these conditions over these reefs. And um, yeah, I just, I think my surfing has improved so much. And um, I've been really able to like fine tune my style and my technique. Um, being able to surf perfect waves over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's it's been incredible. It's been a journey and um, I just want to keep continuing it, you know, like <laughs> keep, keep it going, keep surfing perfect waves. Yeah. What about what about wildlife and stuff uh, in Indo? Did you see a lot of a lot of cool stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the reefs there are just so vibrant. I remember um, surfing this wave hideaways. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been out to hideaways, but it's just the most vibrant, beautiful reef. Like it's, it's like a rainbow underwater. The corals are so alive there. And that's something that, um, you don't even get in Hawaii because the corals are dying here. Um, but yeah, in Indonesia, they were just, there's every kind of fish coral. I remember, just surfing one day and looking down and seeing this school of fish, um, maybe about like this big, about like three feet. And there was just this neon turquoise, like the most beautiful color I've ever seen in my life. And, and, you know, you just see all sorts of that and turtles, of course, um, where I was in Similu was actually a eco resort that donates money to, um, turtle conservation. So out in Similu, I was seeing turtles every day and um, I got to see some baby turtles and that was always really cool. Dolphins and um, I didn't see any sharks there. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was <laughs> it's beautiful. Monkeys. Um, yeah, everything. Water buffalo. Uh, just a bunch of animals that I'm not really used to. And I was out in the jungle for that long that... Um, seeing all that almost became normal to me. It's like, but you go around America and you don't see a water buffalo every time you surf. So <laughs> it was pretty cool. What, uh, how many boards did you go through in Indo? I came home with zero boards. I broke every single one. I brought six and, um, I was actually surfing by the end of my trip. I, or the last, I want to say two months of my trip, I was surfing only two boards, but they had already been broken in half. And there's this epic ding repair guy in uh, the Mentwise. I think he's the best ding repair guy I've ever seen in my life. He was able to stick those two boards back together and they were completely broken in half. Um, 
So I was for the last two months riding boards that were broken in half and then the other ones were dust, you know, gone. Uh, but I came home with zero boards, which is epic. I didn't, you know, I just had to carry on the whole time too. So packed for six months in a little carry on in a backpack and two small board bags came home with just a carry on in a backpack. So it was, it was a good time. Um, but I do miss those boards. They were great. <laughs> you were talking about consequences in surfing reefs and stuff versus like California where we have sandbars, a lot of sandbars or cobblestone and stuff, but having those consequences of surfing on reefs, how many times were you like having really close calls or hitting the reef? I remember a time at Bank Vaults. That's like this huge right-hander in the Mentalize and it comes from deep water and it's just, it's almost kind of like a, a mix of sunset and rifles. I don't know. It's It's a pretty solid wave and I just remember getting smoked out there, breaking my board getting dragged along the reef, having no board, having to swim through the shorey, like on dry reef and just, yeah. Um, but there was definitely a few times, but I got pretty lucky uh, with the reef. Like I didn't hit it too bad while I was there, but I definitely had some close calls, a lot of broken boards, a lot of hold downs, um, but nothing too serious. Like I was super lucky not to be injured out there. Um, that was one thing that I had a lot of anxiety about actually is, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, the only way out of here is a little tiny speedboat, a four hour boat ride through the middle of the ocean. Um, sometimes there's swells and storms. So that was definitely on my mind when I was surfing those bigger days was just like, wow, it's, it's heavy. You know, there's not much you can do out here. Um, yeah, no hospital, no doctor. Uh, so that was definitely like on my mind. But um, yeah, I got really lucky and didn't didn't really get hurt. But yeah. Did you get to go on any like boat rides and surf like Greenbush or any of those waves? You know, I wish I did. I would love to surf Greenbush. Greenbush is like top of my list, to be honest. Um, I'm hoping next season I get to go down there. But um, yeah, I just... I was posted up at Kandui, just waiting for a swell there. Um, but next year, that's definitely like top of bucket list is Greenbush, G-Land, Super Suck, Deserts. Those are all the waves that I didn't get to surf this last time that next year I'm like, I need to get there. Like that's a goofy footer's dream, you know, like got to get down there. So that'd be epic. <laughs> There's so many good lefts there it's insane Greenbush is amazing that's my favorite wave for sure macaroni's is insane like it's amazing like how many different waves there are there and diff obviously different consequences but different types of waves and um for from beginners to experts there's waves everywhere in, in the ments which is so cool and you talk about like a boat trip like you could totally go on a boat trip as a newer surfer and surf you know decent waves obviously don't paddle out if it's crazy but you can still get good waves. And that's what's cool about the men's is there's so many different varieties of waves, right? I mean, that's so fun. Yeah, the variety is incredible. Like nowhere I've ever experienced, um, especially up where I was in that playgrounds, Kandui area. Um, there's everything, rights, lefts, crazy barrels, um, soft beginner waves, point breaks. Um, yeah, it was I was really baffled to see like the variety there. You can surf every single day. 
even on the days that are flat, they're not flat. It's like still epic, you know, two footer, like really little waves. So, um, yeah, I was really impressed with the variety there and it was really special to spend so much time there because I felt like it became so well-rounded in all sorts of ways. Um, and every day was different. You know, we surfed twice a day, every day. So we'd go maybe a heavy wave in the morning and a, you know, mellow wave in the afternoon. And I just felt like my surfing got to try out, you know, so many different spots and yeah, it was epic. (laughs) What kind of travels do you have this year? Are you focusing on the QS? Yeah. So I am starting the QS with the Jax Pro in Huntington. Um, I'm really excited for that one. And then after that, usually there's a pretty big gap. Um, So I'm hoping to go out and get some clips and hopefully go back to Indonesia for a couple months this year. That would be epic. Like I said, I would love to surf Super Suck and Deserts, um, G-Land, Greenbush. There's a lot of waves that I haven't surfed and I haven't explored. And there's so much, I mean, there's thousands of islands in Indonesia. There's so many places I haven't explored yet that it would be really cool to get back out there this year and, um, you know, maybe make another edit, maybe make some more clips. Um, that would be super cool. And, uh, yeah, just continue to do comps and, um, yeah, work on my surfing. Just, I want to be good at surfing. Like every year I want my skill level to go up and I feel like the better you are at surfing, the more experiences you get to have. Um, you know, like you surf big waves, like that's amazing. Like that experience, like is incredible and not many people get to experience that, but you've worked really hard to be able to put yourself there in that um, spot where you get to have, see those mountains of water coming at you. Um, So I'm just kind of in the same boat. Like I just want to get better at surfing so I can um, see more and surf more places. And um, that's like my biggest goal. And obviously, Um, like competitively, like qualifying for the CT has always been my dream since a little tiny girl. Like I, I remember, um, in first grade, I think I wrote that down. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then said, I want to be a pro surfer and surf on the ASP back when it was the ASP. Um, so definitely want to keep doing comps and doing that. But, um, in my off time, um, I want to travel and get clips and surf waves get barreled and yeah <laughs> i love it i i just surfed with josh uh josh kerr like three days ago before they came to hawaii and we were talking about you and he gave you a huge compliment oh, no and said yeah. she definitely can make it on ct so you'll be there samantha you're, you're shredding your last edit was insane so um it's so cool to see where you're going the, the life experiences that you're having right now um and we're so Thank stoked you. for you to be on the salt live team It's so rad. Me too. Yeah. Salt, like everyone that I've met at Salt Life has just been incredible. It seems like such a team of really cool people. And I love that everyone is, you know, there's so much diversity in um, water sports. And I'm excited to like hang with you guys, go on some trips. And um, yeah, I'm so stoked to be a part of the team. Yeah. I think it's a great fit. So I, uh, it's epic. Yeah. Shout out your uh, your Instagram, social media, so people can follow you on your journey, and um, and then we'll get you off of here. You can go you can go do your thing in Hawaii. Yeah, so my Instagram is just 
samantha.sibley and same with my tiktok is samantha.sibley um and i think my youtube is just samantha sibley so if you want to head over to my instagram um the link in bio is my edit from indo or you can search up on youtube indonesia sam's version um and kind of get a little recap of what i was doing over there for eight months um but yeah thank you so much Thank you so much for hopping on and thanks everybody for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Samantha, have a fun time in Hawaii. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.